Hello there. I'm History of the Flash, but you can call me JD. And ahoy in the combo Hunter, also known as just Hunter. And it's just us this week? Yeah. Welcome to Hero Story, episode 128. It's been about... God, I don't even know how many episodes this has just been us, but it's it's been a while. Yeah, this is a little nostalgic. <laughs> a little a little nostalgic to the early Hero Story. Uh, welcome to Hero Story. Hero Story is a podcast where we talk all things comics. That mm-hmm. includes comic book animation, comic book video games, comic book movies, comic books themselves. You name it, we probably talk about it. Uh, this week we have a decent amount of comic book news, a decent amount of comic books, which Hunter will list for us right now. Uh, this week's comics that we will be reviewing and recapping are... The Amazing Spider-Man number 59, Daredevil number 27, Justice League Future State number 2, Robin Eternal Future State number 2, Eternals number 2, Rorschach number 5. Also some comments that came out this week that were pretty big were Future State Green Lantern issue 2 and Dark Detective issue 3. However, I don't know if we'll get to those. We'll see how much time we have near the end of the episode, but yeah. Yeah, and uh, but to start the episode out, uh, I just wanted to let everyone know that back to our comic, The Price a Hero Pays, the second wave of shipment is going out, which means every single book will be delivered within the upcoming two weeks, I would say. Mm-hmm. Probably two weeks for like Canada and Australia. Well, America should be getting theirs within a week. Yeah. Uh, this wave was delayed a bit because I was waiting on original art from Hunter, which was one of the parks. And uh, they came out really great. I just wanted to show off two of them right here. Uh, every single one is numbered, and they all have unique poses. So that's uh, just a little thing. Like, thanks for being a hero. And uh, yeah, it's really it shows cool our main hero of the story, Aspire. Yeah, it shows it shows Aspire, and yeah, it's a nice, cool little thing. So uh, mm. that'll be going out in the mail tomorrow, or if you're listening uh, today. Yeah. So uh, yeah, you'll be arriving. You'll be receiving it soon. If you didn't get a copy, I was about to say that. <laughs> There are some, uh, very few, but uh, physical copies still available for sale. There will be PDF copies available very easily, uh, also for sale. It can get emailed as soon as possible. And then it will also be on Comixology uh, in the coming days. Uh, Comixology hit me back that they received it and that they it got approved for the site. So that one, the first issue should be up within a few days. And then issue two and three should be up within about a week. So the whole series will be on Comixology, like I said, digital PDF, or you could be, hit, hit me up for a physical copy and we can work out the uh, shipping and all that. So, yeah. All right. Uh, just wanted to give the little Press Hero Pace pitch before, uh, before <laughs> the episode started. It's, so it's, a you... solid, it's a solid book. I know the writer. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> you wrote it and I drew it. If you do want an issue, should they contact a Hero Story Instagram or History of the Flash? Yeah, you can just message me on history. I mean, I, I try to check a hero story pretty often, but sometimes I forget. So you can just message me on history of the flash. I'm on that every day. So Okay. So yeah, if if you want to pick up a physical copy. We should have a shop now option on our website, but I'm waiting to add that until all the backers receive theirs, and then I'll add that to the website. Hopefully if, if I could figure it out. I've never done that before. But yeah, um it'll be on Comicsology forever, starting in like two weeks or so. We don't fully know. The first issue was approved. This is the three-issue series that we wrote and drew. So yeah, we, we decided to post it in single issue on Comixology. So you mm-hmm. can kind of try it out issue by issue. And each issue is just $2.99. Start of rebirth price as a little nostalgia for us. Uh, so yeah. Exactly. So for three bucks, you could try out uh, issue one, which is cool. Yeah. So uh, yeah, that, that was a little pricey hero pays pitch. So now on to a hero story. Hunter, we got news of the week. Yeah, well, before that, I do have a message from Harper himself. Uh, so oh, yeah, he, he, couldn't, he couldn't be on this week because partially my fault. I got out of work a tad bit late, 
but uh, he will be back next week. But yeah, I'm wondering how our views are going to do without Harper or Tyler. So. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, Tyler, all, all he told me when I'm like, hey, man, you want to come on this week? He's like, I don't know, man. There's some really cool Guardians of the Galaxy news that I want I want to hear about, but I'm lit. He, he sent me I'm lit multiple times. And I'm like, I don't know what that means, man. And he's like, hey, man, I can't make it. I'm lit. He sent a lot of long messages, probably stuff that would be that I shouldn't play on the show. They're very much loud and entertaining in a way, but granted you saying those in a group chat, I don't want to go looking for it. Sorry, Tyler. But I do have the personal message from Harper, which I have not listened to at all. So oh boy. <laughs> this is why he's not here. He told me, play this one at the Star Show, and there's, there's going to be a few messages from Harper kind of littered throughout the episode. Harper Beyond the Grave will keep sending Exactly. Messages. So I haven't heard this yet. Hello, everyone. It is me, Harper. I know what you're thinking right now. What are we going to do? Harper's not on a hero story. Fuck. This show is absolutely fucked. Sorry, Hunter, for saying fuck so many times. But the true reason that I can't be on this week is not because of me. And it's not because of Hunter. And it's not because of past guests like Tyler or Caleb. No. No, this problem goes much deeper than that. Oh. The problem is Josh De Grazia. Yes, you heard me correctly. JD has fucked me over by finishing work at 10 p.m., making it so that I can't record because my schedule doesn't work out. So if you want to blame someone, message at History of the Flash. He's kind of a smaller account. He's losing followers every day at this point. And that you is very just true. tell him, go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was classic. Okay. Uh,. As That's I mentioned, I, I am the reason that Harper couldn't record, so I beat him to the punch on that one. But uh, yes, um, <laughs> feel free to send your Harper mis- missing messages to me. I, I guess. wonder if you'll get many. <laughs> um, Harper's got an army that follows him, so I'm prepared. Literally, people probably clicked, oh, new episode of Hero Story. And then they see that, like, it's just us like, immediately. Like, wh- wh- where's Harper? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Don't worry, he's technically still in this episode. I have quite a few more messages to play at certain moments of the show that he told me when to play them. So, well, well so we we both listened to the Scrubs uh, podcast, the Scrubs rewatch podcast with uh, Zach Braff and Donald Faison, mm-hmm. and the creator of the show Scrubs, Bill Lawrence, uh, occasionally appears on the show. But he decided to put in his own segment called Interrupting Bill, where he just sends voice messages to the show. And then it'll be like a random quiz. Like, oh, okay. Hey, on this on this episode, who did this? And, you know, and then he'll like pause it. And then uh, they'll try to think like what the answer is. So like Zach will answer and he'll be like, good job, Donald. Like he's guessing who answered. So oh, okay. it's, it's, it's really good. And and uh, Harper also listens to it. So I'm guessing that we may be, have some quizzes ahead of us. I have. Which, uh, no excited. idea what to expect he sent them to me and i'm like i'm not i'm not gonna listen i'm gonna give my <laughs> full reaction when it actually or when we're recording which is now so uh our next bit of uh harper will happen actually in the comic segment he didn't have anything to say about the news i guess but starting with the live action news or adaption news adaptation news adaptation. correct i gotta myself. be the one to correct you this episode yeah, oh, tyler's God. not here to get angry at me <laughs> i'm not ready for these names that i have to pronounce uh, William, I already messed up. Willem Dafoe was spotted on the Spider-Man William, preset. Willem Dafoe. Yeah, I know. Right when I said William, I'm like, oh, no. Oh, man. He was spotted on the Spider-Man 3 set. Uh, this is just reported. There's no actual pictures, so no actual proof. 
at this point doesn't surprise me that he's appeared. We get photos of Julia Roberts in a thong. Why can't we get pictures of this weirdo? Exactly. But uh, no pictures or anything. Same idea with Charlie Cox. How people are like, oh, he's on set right now. Okay, where's the proof? Kind of thing. want to see it. Granted, with all these returning villains, I could kind of see it happening. Do you believe it? Uh, Daniel RPK, who I don't really like, uh, he sent out a thing that there's going to be six villains from prior universes that only four of them have been revealed, which was the Doc Ock, Green Goblin, Jamie Foxx, and... Sandman, right? Uh, oh, Sandman and New Goblin, I think. Or no, no, Sandman, yeah. Yeah. So, so he's like, there's gonna be two more that are gonna be revealed. Oh, so you gotta do green, Goblin. and that's gonna, and that's gonna be the Sinister Six. So I guess it's possible, but I don't know. I guess we'll I'll see. And see, yeah. I mean, we don't, we still don't really know much on this movie. Tom Holland recently did do an interview where he was asked, "Hey, are Toby and Andrew in this?" And he was like, "Nope." Like, obviously, he's gonna say that. He's not gonna be like, "Yep, they 100 percent are." Like, yeah. No, he's not. I know there's the whole joke that he spoils things, but for the most part, that is a joke. So it's more Mark Ruffalo, I find, who ends up accidentally spoiling things. Like, for those who don't know, when Thor Ragnarok was coming out, he watched the whole movie and his phone was in his pocket on Instagram live stream for the first, like, 45 minutes. I still feel like that was set up. I don't know. Whenever they have, like, these, like, spoiler things, spoiler things, I always feel like they're set up, like disney approves them i don't know i, I feel like usually the, the I, only the only one that i think was not supposed to be revealed was when uh don Cheadle was saying that he was going to be in falcon and winter soldier i think yeah. that was i think that was genuinely a slip up but like all the other ones when they're like oh my god he accidentally posts the script or he accidentally you know it's well uh, like tom I holland did the accidentally reveal the infinity yeah. war poster that's yeah, like, fake like, like, I, I think a lot of, the, like, you know, when it comes to marketing, there's no such thing as bad advertisement, you know? Like, mm-hmm. it's going to get out there, right? So, that, I, I think a lot of those are fake. That being said, I do think the Thor Ragnarok one was real, just because why would Disney approve? Yeah, play the audio for the first 45 minutes of our movie that's not out yet. I, I just think it's like a hype tactic that, like, I don't know, like, that that little piece is just going to get people hyped. Like, you got people talking about the movie. That's like I said, there's no point, such thing right? as bad advertisement, right? <laughs> if he leaks Thor Ragnarok the first 45 minutes of audio, that means people are talking about Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, I mean, fair enough. Fair enough. And, oh, God, you made me say Thor Ragnarok more than once. I'm going to die. Uh, yeah, yeah, I forgot you hate that movie so much. I haven't seen the movie in so long. I want to re well, so long, less than a year. Oh, if only we had a rewatch it, show. Yeah, <laughs> coming soon. Falcon the Winter Soldier got another trailer, which is the first full trailer that's actually piqued my interest, to be honest. Uh, up until then, I thought the first trailer was kind of okay. It was very typical Marvel, which I love. I'm like, okay, I'm going to really like this, but this isn't jumping out at me like this is going to be incredible. Like, the WandaVision trailers did, the Loki trailer, even the Black Widow trailer. It just seemed like a typical action movie. But this trailer seems to go into the plot a little bit more and has me interested. Did you watch it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what are your thoughts? I, sorry, I, was in the middle, I had like a yawn. I felt like a yawn coming, but it didn't exactly mm-hmm. come out. Um, no, I, I, I thought uh, the trailer looked pretty good. Uh, I was kind of in the same boat as you, but it kind of like... I like the Winter Soldier, so I feel like, you know, the, the show could be pretty good. Um... But yeah, I thought I'm really interested in Zemo in the show. I think yeah, Zemo's the X factor on the show. So mm-hmm. with a comic accurate mask on, yeah. finally, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Big I fan. feel like he could be one of the best characters in the show. I feel like before Thanos, a lot of people were saying Marvel's weakness is villains. They don't have very good villains, but Zemo was one of the few that was like 
all right, this guy has a purpose that makes sense, and he's actually succeeding in doing it. So he was one of the few villains I was actually good before Thanos came along. I, I think ever since Infinity War villains have been fairly decent. I know there hasn't been that many movies since then, but yeah, I have a lot of hope for this now. Hey, originally, the first look at this whole series was there was a Super Bowl trailer like a year or two years ago where it was only like 15 seconds, but I thought that was more interesting than the first full trailer because it was showing a lot of US agent as Captain America and I felt like, oh, this is going to be like one of those things where even though that, Sam that, Wilson... That, that, that was the moment where you're like, I need the US agent first appearance. Yeah, which <laughs> basically... But even then, it's just that interests me because I'm not a US agent fan. I know I just bought his book, but I'm not a fan of the US agent, but I like how they're using him in this case where even though Sam Wilson was given the shield by Steve Rogers, US agent is getting the shield anyways. It's kind of like the government are just taking over and being like, nope, we have this Captain America who's being used from this new trailer. Looks like he's being used exactly like Steve Rogers was in First Avenger at first, where he was a face more than a soldier. You know, he was doing plays. He was giving fake speeches to soldiers and he wasn't actually out there fighting. That's what U.S. agent seems to be. So yeah, I'm, I'm getting excited for it. <laughs> I think it could be good. Anything else you want to say on that? No, no, I'm, um, I think the show's going to be good. I think I'm expecting that to be probably my favorite out of the shows. Okay, yeah, fair. There was a leak recently and I didn't believe it at first so I didn't even put it to the news of the week. This was a few months ago. That the Inhumans will return for Falcon and the Winter Soldier. This was like a huge leak that no one really believed. Or not necessarily return, but more so be recasted and introduced. I don't think the Inhumans show was canon to the Marvel Cinematic Universe anymore. But At first were... it was, but yeah, they kind of like were like, nah, never mind. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of in the same case for the Netflix shows where it's canon, but they're not mentioning it. But I think Inhumans, they straight up are not going to reference it ever. But there was rumors that they were going to retry with the Inhumans for Falcon and the Winter Soldier. That leak might be true because for the first time since 2019, the Inhumans official Twitter page activated again and retweeted the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. For the This is their first post since, since the end of the season one at the start of 2019. So why are they coming on now to post about a single trailer for a movie? They didn't post about Endgame. They didn't post about WandaVision. Why Falcon and the Winter Soldier? So that makes people kind of like, hmm. Maybe they will be introduced. I don't know how they're going to introduce them, but if they were going well, to... All I know is first appearance. Boop, going right <laughs> yeah, up. Going up again, just like it did when the show was announced. I like Black Bolt a lot. He's actually one of my favorites, so I'm hoping he gets justice served on like the show. Did you watch the show? Uh, God, no. <laughs> yeah. I watched, uh, I watched the first episode and that was it. For first appearance. Iconic Kirby cover. How much is it going for? Do you know? Uh, out of your price range, Hunter. <laughs> Can you tell uh, no, me uh, th- this this one is a point a point zero five, which is uh, sorry zero point five, which is like not even as good as toilet paper, and that's ninety bucks right there. So, um, okay, this 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 copy a little bit better, but probably like a like a one point five, maybe two point oh. That's one hundred fifty uh, bucks. Yeah. So. It's an expensive book. It's a very nice cover, though. It's it's iconic because not only has the Fantastic Four, but it's got the Inhumans like all the way in the background. So it, mm-hmm. it, it is one of the iconic covers. Like you know, a lot of first appearances, like the guy doesn't even show up on the cover, and you're like, ah, that's uh, like like Wally West's first appearance. I know, bring a flash up in a non-flash conversation. <laughs> his first appearance, he's not even on the cover, so it's like 
it's cool. It's a really cool issue. It's my dream issue, but like he's not on the cover. Yeah. So is it, is it really worth it then? Oh, it's worth it, pal. Okay, fair enough. It's all for that CGC label where it's yeah, first appearance little of. tiny corner. For those of you who know have parents, grandparents, neighbors, friends with old comic books, ask if they have any old Fantastic Four books. Because like the classic Stan Lee, Jack Kirby's Fantastic Four comics have a ton of first appearances. Like in that early, the if they have any below issue 100, good chance you will be extremely rich or extremely lucky just to have these. First appearance of Black Panther, Silver Surfer, Galactus, the Inhumans, they all appear in Fantastic Four books before anything else. So see if you have any, see if you know anyone who has any, because they might have one and think it's worth nothing and give it to you. Or... Maybe they will know the worth exactly and be like, yeah, give me like a thousand dollars. If you're into uh, the whole collecting game, uh, stay tuned for later in the podcast or skip ahead with the timestamps because we're going to be talking a little bit about uh, comic collecting and all that. So later on, yeah. Because <laughs> Harper's not here, so we could talk about like CGC and stuff. Yeah. You could join this conversation, Harper, if you want, but you should own a CGC first. I know you're in Australia, so sending them out. It's like impossible to get. <laughs> Yeah, but hey, maybe maybe one day he will. <laughs> and I don't know. I feel like Harper's wanna. You know, I guess all everyone on a hero strike kind of judge me for my financial decisions on <laughs> comic collecting. Listen, I I think I'm the one that understands it the most because I've I appreciate that <laughs> I've done it. I mean, me, my me and my dad were talking today because um, he was saying that one somebody that we know like uh, was complaining that their son is spending so much on comic books. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, yeah. Imagine spending so much on comic books, looking at my comic book shelf, like easily spent a few grand, you know, just yeah. in trade, single More issues. More than a few for me. Yeah. yeah. It's like, like, I, I uh, we'll, we'll talk about this later on in the episode. Later in the episode. <laughs> Timestamps. Yeah, exactly. Um, Keanu Reeves was apparently offered the role for Craven the Hunter, not for a Spider-Man movie, but for a Sony Craven original movie in the same line as Venom and Morbius. I love Keanu, but I don't really see him as Craven. Yeah, I, I don't. They they've tried to put a lot of people in the Craven role. Um, the only ones that I've seen that are worthy would be Jason Momoa, and even then, I don't know if Momoa would really fit the Craven role. Um, I, I loved Gavin's casting for Craven, uh, the guy from The Boys. Uh, yeah, Billy, Bu- Billy Butcher from The Boys. Mm-hmm. I don't know the actor's name, but. I forget off the top of my head, too. Even if we knew his name, you'd probably mispronounce it. There's people like, oh, come on, come on. <laughs> like, I honestly have in, no doubt. He was in Lord of the Rings. He was in Thor Ragnarok. <laughs> was he in Lord of the Rings? I didn't know Yeah, that. he was. He's blonde. Uh, I was thinking Jeffrey D. Morgan would be a good Craven. J- JDM would be great as well. It's, he would be uh, a great. Are you Googling it? Like? Oh, Carl Urban. Oops. Mm. I, I did know that. Star Trek, he, he the would... guys in everything. Yeah, he'd be a good, he'd be a good. Craven. He would be, but yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I agree. And uh, Sony shouldn't even make a Craven movie, but yeah, Keanu Reeves, I don't think really fits it. Yeah, fair enough. Now for the best part of the episode, Snyder cut. <laughs> uh, we got our first real look at Joker this time. Last week we talked about the blurry image, but now we have our first real look. Um, long hair kind of remind me of the Nun when I first saw it. You thought the Nun? I thought the Crow. We were both thinking dark hair, goth look. So yeah. Page. I mean, this is confirmed to be Nightmare Joker. Uh, so that distant, dark future injustice style that we saw in BVS. Uh, Joker's me in there. Zack Snyder, he when he sent this image out, he said that he couldn't 
stand having this Batman and this Joker both in the same universe but not interacting. So he that's why he wanted Jared Leto's Joker to be here just so we can get an interaction. Apparently it's going to be just a single scene. Roughly four minutes is what I've been hearing though. I don't know where I've been hearing that if that's accurate or not. And it's going to be Joker talking about Batman to Batman. So I mean I'm I'm looking forward to that scene. I'm curious. Do you have the rock? <laughs> no. <laughs> BVS is, is is good. We lo- in this household we love BVS because Harper is not here. JD and I were actually talking just yesterday on Discord and we're saying like, man, I mean the Snyder Cut. I don't know if I'm too excited until I think that it's not the Snyder Cut. It's BVS two, baby. <laughs> so- yep. Only way I could, only way I could look at it. It's BBS yeah. too. Nightmare continued. <laughs> Even though BBS is kind of a sequel to Man of Steel, so <laughs> BBS too. So yeah, the nightmare scene is kind of the only scene that I'm really looking forward to. Superman scenes too. Good Superman, not evil nightmare Superman. I, you I mean just... you don't love the black suit, but the black suit, everyone, black suit. I, what is the obsession with the black suit? Same thing in Spider Man, by the way. It's not that cool. I'm sorry, it's not. Ooh, maybe a little I'm going to go out there. Maybe this is one of another JD controversial opinion. We need to make a new uh, bingo card because there's a lot more uh, niches that we hit every episode, but uh, controversial <laughs> opinion of the episode. The Black Suit Saga, Spider-Man, and maybe it's because I'm not that into Venom, but I, I think the whole Black Suit hero, eh. I will give you $30. If you read Donny Kate's Venom run and say you don't like Venom still. <laughs> okay, I'd, I'd be willing to I'd be willing to take on that one after I'm basically uh, paying the... for the run for you. <laughs> read... Basi- uh, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll get that book eventually. It'll it'll uh, it'll be added to the list on on the more upcoming list. Cuz I would have said the exact same thing a few months ago. I just like, I, think I Venom, don't, I don't know, care I Venom about saga. Venom at all. Until Kate's run came out, and I read that, and I was like, "Wow, this is one of the best ongoing Marvel comics right now." I, I gotta check it. I gotta check it out right now. Right now, Tyler's like, "Oh, dude, Donny Kate's like overrated," but you know, yeah, Ty- Tyler doesn't like Venom for a legitimately good reason. I find he says it's a little bit too hardcore, which it is. I mean, there is a symbiote dragon. I, I mean, in it. I mean, a lot, a lot of people talk about Donny Kate's work like Scott Snyder's DC work. So I would say. Yeah, they're comparable, but their writing styles are still very, Don, very Don different. Did Silver Surfer one, right? He did Silver Surfer Black. He did Guardians that's, of the that's Galaxy. That's the one. That's the one I've been dying to read. Silver Surfer Black. I just I've read recently in one sitting, I, and I've never so even read cool. any Silver Surfer. I've never read any Silver Surfer in my life. So Have you read them in other books though, like Silver Surfer uh, disappearing. In o- only books? is like you know fantastic four or like other oh you gotta get on Aaron Rad. he's so he's such a cool character silver surfer black's fantastic it ties into his guardian of the galaxy run which for some reason tyler doesn't want me to read (laughs) (laughs) uh it's really it's really cool it's trippy it's colorful it's mostly just uh silver surfer versus like trying to figure out who null is the god of the symbiote and uh, ego's in it ego the living planet it's really really cool though the art's you know, fantastic. You know, it's interesting because the the pages do look really good. I feel like ever since we started making comics, and I'm sure you feel the same way, I, I felt I feel myself looking at comics differently, like more yeah. of like a creative aspect. I'm like, damn, I want to do it like that. Like, yeah. like the whole time I'm reading Miller's Daredevil, I'm like, that is like excellent storytelling. Like that's how I want to be. You know, yeah. like the way 
able to convey a page like like especially the way he does fight scenes i'm like damn like i want to be able to do that so i I've, i find that kind of stuff inspiring so it's sure very inspiring pages of silver you, surfer Black. you might find this in- inspiring so with silver surfer the last issue five or six for silver surfer black uh it was so good like the final issue and it was kind of like it was good to the sense that it wrapped up the story but also was like just good for silver surfer's character in general it developed him but it also respected him and then at the end, you got I got the trade, so there's a little like author notes there. And Donnie Kate said he wrote the entire final issue in an airport, and he was like in the zone. He was, he had to go to the airport like three hours early. He was just focused on writing, wrote it all, didn't check his phone or anything, hit enter, and was like done. I'm done. Silver Surfer Black. Reached into his pocket, checked his phone, and saw Stanley passed away. It was that day that it happened, and he knew that Stanley was his. Uh, Stanley often said that one of his favorite characters ever was Silver Surfer. So Donnie Cates deleted the entire issue and rewrote it. Not to be like a wrap of the story, but he wanted to be like just kind of like a love letter to Stan Lee of wow. what his take on Silver Surfer. And that's why the final issue is so amazing. Wow. Yeah, like it, it's it's still got that action and everything because it's in the end a Silver Surfer fighting no. But it's also like really, really well respected to the character and just a love letter to Silver Surfer in general. It's so good. I highly recommend it. Wow. That, 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 that's like a great advertisement for it right there that donny kate story i mean i mean not, yeah i yeah. really want to read it I, I as soon as i read that like at the end I'm, i got chills i'm like damn that's like wow i forgot where he was going and then he told the story how he met stanley when he was a kid at a comic-con and like he he told stanley like he wanted to write comics and everything like that and then down the line when stanley passes he's writing one of stanley's favorite characters it's like wow. that is so inspiring <laughs> Anyways, back to the news. Uh, getting a little, little cleft here, Jesus. Yeah, geez, Silver Surfer's so cool. But the Snyder Cut trailer is coming out on Sunday. We will be <laughs> reviewing it. Uh, people are hyping up this. Anyways, back to the news. People are hyping up the Snyder Cut trailer. We've got a little tease showing Black Suit Superman again. I do agree with you, JD. I think it's a little overhyped, although I do I, like it a little bit. That's, that's like my least favorite era of Superman is like the whole like death of and return of era. I just, I mean, I love that it introduced Superboy, one of my favorite characters, but like... Mm-hmm. Other than that, like uh, I was eh. hoping this, like Superman the black suit. I was hoping he at least have like a beard, maybe a bit long hair, but and I was hoping it would also go blue fairly quickly. Maybe like have it when he first comes back, but it slowly gets blue as it's in the sun. Maybe it still will. We, you know, I understand doing the black suit just to show. Hey, look, we did it like the comic book. So yeah, I have the black suit. <laughs> But yeah, we are getting no! our final trailer. Not our second trailer. This is our fourth trailer, people, on Sunday. People don't seem to understand that this is not the second trailer. The first two Justice League trailers, theatrical Justice League, are technically the Snyder Cut. Those first two trailers happened before Snyder ever left the project, before Joss Whedon was ever name-dropped about Justice League. So this is technically our fourth trailer. I feel like we've seen a lot, but in the end, it's a four-hour movie, so... I, I probably won't even watch it like i'm just i'll get ready to watch the movie like honestly like i march 18 when, when it comes to these things when i know the release date is so soon i'm like do i even really want to watch this trailer you know like it's i remember being in things. the theater and i remember being in the theater of bbs and like i rewatched every trailer like a hundred times and like Same. i i saw every single tv spot trailer so when we were in the theater like i knew so many of the lines like i felt myself saying the lines like along with like jesse oh, eisenberg and i was like what the and i'm like so <laughs> this I'm, like, is my first I, time watching yeah, I was like, all right, this is where I like I I gotta take it easy on the trailers. Oh man, BBS hype, the, the, unmatched. Honestly, like that was my one of my favorite times in the Instagram comic community. Like everyone leading up to BBS, 
That being oh, said, man. I feel like that was the lead up to Justice League for a little bit too. I remember. Oh yeah, 100%. I remember tearing up with that first trailer when oh, you hear Stefan oh will say, "No more Kryptons, no more lanterns." I was like, "Oh, he <laughs> name dropped lanterns!" Yeah. And you see, like that little, the quick shot of the Green Lantern in the flashback sequence. I was free. I was the biggest Green Lantern fan when that movie's coming out because Hal and Powell's was my favorite ongoing. And even and now, he doesn't even care about Green Lantern. Thanks a lot, Grant Morrison. <sighs> Anyways, I, I'm, I'm going to watch the trailer. I'm going to try to keep an open mind. I'm a little nervous for the Snyder Cup, but looking forward to it. It'll be reviewed on here. Yeah. <laughs> Spot is rumored to be the main villain for Into the Spider-Verse 2. Spot is a character that it seems a lot of people never heard of. I feel like I'm one of the few people that actually knew who Spot was. Do you know Spot, who he was? Yeah, I know who he was because he's, he's on a list of... Um, I forget why I was Googling it, but I Googled like lame comic book characters and he was on it. <laughs> And I was like, I was like, like, I thought it was pretty cool, honestly. <laughs> I just imagine you like 3 a.m. just like half asleep Googling lame. So, so you, you, you and I have similar comic origins where when we first got into reading comics, like you, you got addicted to Wikipedia, right? Oh, like yeah. You, you fall down the, the rabbit hole of like, you're on Batman's Wikipedia page. And like, you know, yeah. every blue highlighted name brings you to a new Wikipedia page, right? So you start on Batman. Yeah, I was literally Robin, 12 years old. To, yeah. You know, you're like there's four the there's five robins <laughs> yeah yeah exactly so Stephanie so who in my you know wikipedia you know rabbit hole phase i remember googling like lame comic book characters to see like you know a lot of these guys were created in like you know the 60s and the 70s like what what lame characters just like never made it right so it's like arm fall off boy and you know mm-hmm. like stuff a like squirrel girl Kite and, man uh, well squirrel girl is fairly popular <laughs> she's yeah, got her own like, fan base the concept is yes, kind of yes, lame. Yes. But Spot was on there, and I thought Spot looked kind of cool. I've never actually read anything on Spot, but I thought it looked kind of cool. Because so. the Spot just basically wears spandex with black spots on it. But the cool thing about him is when you like punch one of the you holes. You punch it, and then you go through the hole. Yeah. I can see them doing some great animation with the Spider-Verse oh, type stuff. That'd like, be so cool. So like so. if you if Spider-Man was fighting Spot, and he went to punch Spot in the chest, and it went through one of the holes... His fist could come out, could come out one of the spots on Spot's face and punch Spider-Man in the face. That was, conf- I hope you were able to fall. <laughs> but like, kind of, it's kind of thinking of a Portal style, Portal Two kind of thing. So it, I think that he could look really cool as a main villain, though. You're gonna have to do some new things with that. Spot I, I agree that he, he should probably be more of like how Prowler was in the movie, but uh, not even Prowler, more like Hammerhead or or Scorpion. Or one of those side characters. Doc Ock, I'd say. I feel like Prowler was still a pretty big part of the movie. Yeah, but but that being said, uh, I think that his first appearance of the first appearance of Spot is probably going to blow up this week, just because of the rumor. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why I messaged. Uh, we have we have a comic book hunting chat where we kind of you know talk about like spec books and all that, and uh, I threw it out there just in case anyone wanted to get a quick purchase before the hype train really came in. And uh, I'm I'm curious if that one's going to take off. I see. There's a lot of new listings for it today on eBay since I had sent you it. Like, what are they going for? Um, you can still get it between sixteen and thirty bucks. So not bad, not bad. Yeah, so okay. it's about getting like a high grade copy, you know, to send in for grading. Exactly. But, uh, it, th- there's definitely a temptation to get one. Well, what issue is it exactly? Uh, so 
his alter ego is uh, first appearance is Spectacular Spider-Man 97, but the spot when he becomes a spot is spectac- Spectacular Spider-Man 98. So a lot of people are treating it as 98, like the, for the CGC label says like first appearance of the spot. So okay. by all purposes, Spectacular Spider-Man 98. Yeah. It, for those listening, I want to get into the comic hunting scene. If you're able to pick this up for like JD said, like 30 bucks by the time the movie's out in a year or something like that, it'll likely be maybe a couple hundred dollars. So, Yeah, I mean, in the Spider-Verse uh, really blew up a lot of characters. Uh, Peter Porker, the first appearance, like that one took off from being like a, you know, a relatively cheap book. Um, Miles' book became a thousand dollar book. I mean, it went, I remember in 2017, you could get Ultimate Fallout 4 for like 50 to 100 bucks. Oh my God, the first appearance and, of Miles. And, and I... I wish I would have pulled it because I saw it on eBay many times for like 50 to a hundred bucks, but I didn't see the potential in miles. And then that book is a thousand dollar book now, which is insane. Well, you get your, your name dropped in Spider-Man homecoming, the lead scene, then you're, you're homecoming, your, your own, own video movie. game, your own film. Yeah. Like it's miles is King territory right, right now. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that was, Wish wish I would have gotten that book, but that that's why you never know with spec books. You know, some some spec books turn out to be nothing. It was just a rumor and never amounts to anything. But you know, exactly. if it's something that you get for relatively cheap, you know, it, it definitely doesn't hurt to uh, you know make it an investment. Basically, yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, going on to comic book news because that's the for the adaptation news. Uh, DC Infinite Frontier is getting a one shot next month. Uh, kind of like the DC Rebirth one-shot for those who are into DC around 2016. Or the... Did New 52 have one-shot? I don't think it did. Uh, not that I could think of. Yeah, well, DC know. Universe Rebirth. It's basically like a thick comic issue that kind of goes over a lot of the main characters and teams of the DC Universe and where they're moving forward for the next five, six years or so. Uh, they're really cool books. DC Universe Rebirth number one was awesome. It revealed that Watchmen were connected to the DC Universe while West first, came back. So first, first issue that made me tear up. That was, mm-hmm. that was something else. So there's some big moments here. So we're getting our next big comic, which is DC Infinite Frontier number one uh, next month. It was apparently leaked. We don't know if this is fully true yet, but uh, DC Universe Rebirth number one was leaked. So we're kind of deja vu here. Uh, with this leak happening, uh, they're... I'm not going to say any of the leaks on the episode. I'll make that clear because I could be wrong. If you want, you could probably Google it and find it, but I don't want to say it out loud on here. Uh, one thing that I will say, because this was actually leaked before DC Universe Rebirth, or sorry, DC Infinite Frontier was leaked, was what we talked about last week, Shazadam. That's kind of true. So for those it's, who did It's such a non-controversy though. Like who cares? It's one piece of dialogue said where someone calls him Shazad. I'm like, all right, who who cares? For those who don't know. There if was... it was any, if, and, and I'm not even a big Bendis guy, but if it was any other writer than Bendis, it wouldn't even be talked about. But yeah. because Bendis is Bendis controversial. So, yeah. For those who don't know, it basically Bendis, Brian Michael Bendis, who's a big Marvel writer and wrote Superman recently. He is writing Justice League starting next month. And on that Justice League team, Black Adam will be a member, which is pretty cool, in my opinion. There was rumors that Bendis was changing Black Adam's name to Shazadam. And that was just a rumor at first, but there was an actual leaked image of the comic where someone on a cell phone calls him a Shazadam. Like, just an extra, not even a superhero. So, we don't know if that's going to stick. Likely not. It's probably just a Bendis joke. It's going to be mentioned in one single panel and then move on. So, we should be okay. But 
the whole rumor is technically true because that Shazadam is a thing thought up by Bendis, likely, and put in Justice League issue one or issue two. Those are the two finished ones so far. I'm hey, still looking you're, forward to it. You're reading Bendis Justice League. You are you not? Me. No. No. What? You Bendis? have to. Bendis. Try it, JD. Please. Justice League. Bendis. Just okay. Bendis. I'm gonna convince. I was gonna convince Drew on Discord last night. News are colorist on Hero Story, but I forgot to. I'm about to, Drew. You're listening. I'm about to convince you right now. And JD. <laughs> Bendis wrote one of the best team up books ever. New. He also wrote Young Justice. Go on. Oh yeah, that's which one's more recent? Go on. Mm, That's a good point. I didn't think of that. He also wrote Legion of Superheroes. Go on. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. I didn't think of that either. Anyways, Avengers is a big team. You could argue that Young Justice and Legion are two, but nowhere near as big as the Justice League. What's the one team that rivals the Avengers in popularity? X Men. Justice League. X-Men 2, I guess. But Justice League is what I was going for here. I know. I wanted to pop your bubble. Yeah, no, that was good. <laughs> the fact that he... And in Justice... Sorry, in Avengers. He wrote Avengers a long time ago. 2005 was when this run first began. He decided to do some controversial things. He said, I want Spider-Man on this team. And Marvel was like, no, Spider-Man's not an Avenger. But this is like, I don't care. He's on the team. I want Wolverine on the team. Like, Wolverine's an X-Men. I don't care. He's on the team. I want Spider-Man on the team. And I want century on the team those are characters that aren't avengers and suddenly they're avengers so it was it was a weird choice but it worked so well and it became such a cool run justice league has black adam on the team oliver queen is the leader wonder woman's own mother's on the team that's weird but so was his avengers run wait so, you wonder Woman's mother mother yes mother oh you yeah, wonder we're, gonna, we're gonna get that dialogue but we should get cool fight scenes too i forget his name off the top of my head but the artist who did the first arc in Batman Superman by Joshua Williamson. Uh, David Marquez. He is the artist on the book. That's good. Full, full time or just for the first arc? As far as we know, just for the first arc, because we don't even know what the second arc is yet. Okay. So we, we don't know for sure. The first arc is going to be assembling this new leak. That, that's a cool team. It, it, it's weird, but it could work. I'd be willing to give it an arc, but I... Please give it I'm one not arc. Not very high on the Bendis train with one arc. Been... Tell tell the Hero Story listeners right now that you will be helping me and probably Harper review Justice League by Bendis. With my with my hand on the price a hero pays, I swear. <laughs> Thank <laughs> that you. I will read the first arc of Brian Michael Bendis's Justice League. Thank you. It. Drew, I need you to send me a video of you doing that as well. <laughs> <laughs> thank you because it, it could be good i am very excited i'm over hyping it it might not be good i might disappoint so many people here that i'm trying to hype up for this book this is free advertisement i'm defending you bendis i didn't like your superman i didn't like your young justice i didn't like your action comics well well, well to be fair we liked the superman until 18 that's true i did actually enjoy the first few arcs of his superman and i, I really thought the rogue Hall's our stuff was solid i love man of steel yeah, like when he went to the Phantom Zone with Zod, that was cool. Badass. So we could get more moments like this, except now we have Black Adam and Superman working together. That's cool. I get that they kind of want to make him Wait, an your name is Black Adam? Adam. Black? Adam. Shazam? Shazam? Black Adam. And you have yes. the same powers as Shazam? Adam. So there, there's also... Never mind. I was going to say the uh, DC front, Infinite Frontier League. Uh- uh oh <laughs> yeah i was about to be I like, like there's that, also yeah, a leak but yeah, i know what you're, you're about to say yeah. um i like that one of your pitches is oh one woman's mom's on the team that's weird like <laughs> yes what a, what a fantastic pitch. it is weird 
Plus, I sent you the Infinite Frontier Leagues. If that certain thing that I'm talking about for Justice League is true, that would be cool. So I won't say on the show, but just in case it's fake and in case we get in trouble for it. As, as long as the book has team moments like the one that you posted about the other day, then uh, be okay. Exactly, the team relaxing. God, I hope it's good. Um, another comic was announced, which is start. Or I guess I didn't talk about comics announced. A comic was announced. Star Girl <laughs> Spring Break Special was announced. It's gonna be a Jeff Johns book, the first Jeff Johns book since Three Jokers. It's gonna be a one shot, just a double sized issue featuring Star Girl during Spring Break, and it's gonna be a special. Um, you started reading Star Girl recently, right? Yeah, I. Do I have the trade next to me? Oh, where did I put the trade? Oh, I have it up there. Okay, it's not in reach. But uh, I yeah, I started reading. Maybe it doesn't reach. I started reading um, Star Girl by Jeff Johns, which I thought I had read. I don't know. It seemed familiar to me, you know, before, like especially when the show came out. Like some of the things. Oh God, I'm gonna try to reach over for that. That's not good. <laughs> All right, there we go. All right, yeah, Star Girl by Jeff Johns. Pretty thick book. It's a that, whoa. A good that's book. a lot um, thicker than. It's the, the cover is the live action. I okay, but the hold on, I unplugged my headphones. <laughs> that was okay. You you could still hear me the whole time, but I couldn't yeah, hear myself. I could, and I, I could, yeah. It was throwing me off. But the cover is live action, but obviously the inside's like all comic. But uh, yeah, I thought I had read this one before, but I don't think that I have because <laughs> you're so I don't confused know. reading it. It doesn't seem familiar, but I thought it was. But anyway, um, yeah, I started reading that. Uh, it's cool that Jeff's doing something with DC again. You know, there was a little bit of worry that uh, his DC career may have been done after three Jokers, especially because mm-hmm. he was going to be doing that book at Image, which I'm actually looking forward to. I think that's going to be cool. Yeah. Um, Granted, but, this is only a single issue, but yeah, it's just okay. a one shot. But yeah, and Todd Knock is going to be doing the art. The artist from Young Justice, the original oh, Young Justice cool. run, which I think he has like the perfect style for Star Girl. So he does. That's, that's yeah, cool. it's very classic, but it's cheery at the same time. I like that. I don't know if I'll read it. Sorry. <laughs> I, I probably won't read it. It's a one shot. I I'm usually don't check those out, but yeah, no, that's cool. I check them but, out if they're more like a character that I'm really into that isn't Batman. But uh, I bought I bought one for Magneto when the X Men had like a giant size uh, Magneto tie-in. Was that good? Yeah, uh, yeah, it was interesting. Magneto bought an island. Oh. <laughs> it was a tie-in okay. like to the X Men story, but yeah, no, it was cool. Okay, so, sounds pretty interesting. Yeah. Uh, last bit of. Sorry, I was going to say last bit of team-up news. Last bit of comic news and last bit of news is the Guardians of the Galaxy are getting a brand new kind of team change going on. This is not a new run. A lot of people seem to be saying that this is a new run for Guardians of the Galaxy just because they're getting a new cover artist, which is Brett Booth. He, he got work again. That's good. Um, this is actually going to be Guardians of the Galaxy issue 150. No, I could be wrong. Maybe it's not 150. It's technically Guardians of the Galaxy number 15, but it's something 50. Leg- legacy number 150 yeah it might not even be 150 though it might be something else it's a legacy number like a like 100 150 to 250 it's one of those but if you're going to the store to buy this when it comes out it's going to be guardians of the galaxy number 13 uh team is getting massive it's quite big the main character or the main big character that's going to be on this team who's never been a guardian of the galaxy before as far as i know is dr doom who is joining the guardians of the galaxy and Tyler's hyped about this. That sold a lot of people. I don't know if Tyler was even reading Guardians, the current run, but yeah, he was very excited about this. So to list off the full team, I'll read the full team here. <clears throat> Hulkling, Star-Lord, 
Nova, which is Richard Ryder Nova, Groot, Gamora, Wiccan, Quasar, Rocket Raccoon, Doctor Doom, Super Skrull, Moon Dragon, Drax the Destroyer, Novar, Mantis, Hercules. Two names that are, I'm going to try to pronounce here and offend people. Quasar. I feel like that's right. Quasar? And uh, Regardless if it's right or wrong, Tyler's already cringing. Full, Go on. Fulialavel. Yeah, that was a great pronunciation. That was 100% S- right. Sly- okay, I'm going to... JD, check your phone. I'm sending this name to you. You pronounce oh, it. I'm not I'm not too big into Guardians of the Galaxy for comics. I haven't read them. I will. I want to. Tyler doesn't want me to for some reason. But Fy I want Philavel? Le- oh, that makes more sense than whatever I said. <laughs> what? <laughs> Phyla. Philavel. How, okay. how do you how do you pronounce the word phone? Pachone? Yeah, do you not? <laughs> Damn Canadians. I don't know why I read it like that. I wish you know what I could edit that out. I won't. Uh, you will not edit it out because I need, Ty- I need Tyler to see that shame. I'm wearing a CW Flash uh, sweater. I need to be shameful. This episode. <laughs> I, I mispronounce a name of a character I don't read. I'm sorry. I'm known for this, clearly. But I apologize. I hope people aren't offended or cringing. Um, and that that's it for the news of the week. I'm going to play a quick Harper thing that I was told to play. This is a He said this is a cameo. That I could play at any point in the episode, so Harper's gonna jump in now. Hello, Harper. Hello, true believers. It's me, Stan Lee here, and I know what you're thinking. Stan, how come your mustache looks so much like Adolf Hitler's? <laughs> well, I think it's time I told all of you. I am Adolf Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Stan. It's been like 20 minutes since I just had a heartful story of Stan Lee. And then he, Harper comes on being like, I'm Adolf Hitler. Imagine you would have played that after like the heartful. The, the That'd be so bad. <laughs> I oh kind of think because he sent me two cameos to be played. I figured one was Stan Lee. The other one I'm guessing is going to be our Mark Ruffalo. So, uh, it could be it could be uh, Jason Statham. Uh, my dad was a bulldog. <laughs> my dad was a bulldog. Yeah, it could be, but I don't know who it is yet, so we'll have to wait and see. I figured one was Stanley though, so I made sure not to play it after that. <laughs> All right, that's it for the news of the week. Now the comics of the week. JD, what did you read this week? Daredevil and Spider-Man. All right. Well, God, I want the King and Black tie-ins to be over. It is over. This is the final King and Black tie-in. Thank God. Uh, did you not like it? It's not that I don't like it. It's just I, I want to get back to the main story. Like it just it feels like a distraction, and that's that's you know it's a bit of a problem with modern comics is you often have to tie into the you know whatever event is going on. I mean we've talked before about how like Williamson's Flash felt like it lost like an entire year because of all the year of the villain stuff, all the tie-ins that needed to happen. Oh yeah, the Captain Cold arc. Yeah. So. You know, it's it's Daredevil was you know so great. You know the first what, what this was issue what twenty twenty seven yeah. The the first twenty five issues are like perfect, and mm-hmm. then twenty six and twenty seven are like they're okay. You know they're they're not bad. They're not great. They're they're okay. Yeah, yeah. You know, but they they don't feel like the first twenty five, and it's like like he was riding such a high high. And I used to say that on the podcast like like 
Zdarsky's unbelievable with the Daredevil issues he's been putting out because like every single one has been great, you know. So yeah, it's yeah. the kind of little bump in the road, which isn't really his fault. I mean, it's it's a tie-in, you know. There's not much he can do, but but yeah. So it's okay. I just want to get back to the story, especially because yeah. they were in the middle of a story with the Electra Daredevil. Unfortunately, we have to wait a month because I just looked up when the next issue's out, and it's going to be March 10th. So about a month. Because it's the uh, agony, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> Granted, I still enjoyed this. I thought for a tie-in, this was able to balance pretty well the King of Black stuff and the regular Daredevil story that we're going through. We still got Matt Murdock in the prison. We still got Elektra trying to be a new Daredevil. I felt like this was a really good balance compared to most tie-ins that we've read. Flash, you're the villain. It went straight to Captain Cold being a villain and was focusing on that the whole time. While this was a little different. It was a lot better. So... I personally thought it was good. I, I enjoyed it a lot. Oh, pick of the week, cover of the week. Honestly, this might be my pick of the week. Uh, by default, it's mine, pick of the week, and I, it's also my cover of the week. I do love, I'm a sucker for a good electric cover. Mm-hmm. My cover of the week is going to be Rorschach number five. That that is a very great cover. I uh, yeah. I, on my Amazon Fire Stick, you could set like the when you don't click anything, like what pictures show up. You're supposed to put like pictures of your family, but uh, instead I put comic book photos. Oh, okay. Is that one <laughs> so, of them? Uh, that, that's, that's one of the ones that I've had since that solicitation came out. So I've seen that picture many times from the Amazon uh, Fire Stick. It's and, very yeah, simplistic, but it's so cool. Oh, it's so good. I like it a lot. The perspective is great. Like, like I said, one of the things that like inspiring stuff, that's an inspiring thing of like creation. Mm-hmm. No kidding. Uh, a lot of this issue was Daredevil as uh, his own sort form of Venom. I didn't really like it too much. I, I enjoyed how he was... He seems to be the only character with Stan Null. Like, after being like taken over by Null in the mind, he seems like the only character who did it. I feel like Matt Murdock might be the character in the Marvel Universe with the most willpower. Like, he's the Hal Jordan of the Marvel Universe. If anyone was going to wear a Green Lantern ring in the Marvel Universe, you're telling me it's Matt Murdock? 100%. 100%. No other character would be able to... Well, I mean, if you if only one character in the Marvel Universe would get the ring, it'd be Matt Murdock, hundred percent. I can't think of I can think of other characters with a lot of willpower, but not as strong as Matt's. So, th- this was entertaining. It was good. I thought the art was great. I like how it was the main Daredevil artist. I didn't expect that for the tie-ins. I thought the symbiote that they drew were very horror-like compared to what we're used to. How they show their faces still, but their eyes are white and they have sharp teeth and kind of blood dripping down. It's cool. The electric chair scene was uh was interesting. <laughs> How he basically almost killed himself to get Null out of his head. But it's cool. For those who don't know, Symbiote's weakness is usually lightning, electricity. So it was smart that he was able to kind of use that to get it, and it worked instantly to get Null out of his head. Which is why in the King of Black series right now, Thor's a huge character because Thor, God of Thunder, needs to be there to fight Null. I liked it. I don't know what else to say about it, though. You have anything else? Yeah, I, like I said, I'm just I'm ready to get back to the main story. Uh, I, I do agree. I was surprised uh, that the artist was back. The main artist was for this on this issue, mm-hmm. uh, unexpected. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I just it's the symbiote's <laughs> not really something that I care for that much. So I'm I'm ready to get back to good old Daredevil. Yeah, fair, 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 fair. Um, next up we got. Oh, what do you rate it first off? Uh, six point five seven maybe. Okay, yeah, I give it maybe just like a seven. Uh, I'm. You want to do Spider Man? You want to wait on that? 
Uh, up to you. I mean, Spider-Man is the only other one that I read this week, so. Maybe I'll just, uh, yeah, let's, let's do Spider-Man and then I'll be interested in the future state and DC stuff. Spider-Man was kind of boring this week. Yeah, I thought the same thing. It was like, all right, this is kind of like repeating ourselves from last week. La- or last issue. Last issue, we had a lot of uh, Spider-Man getting angry at Norman Osborn coming to visit his grandson because he doesn't deserve that love in a way since, you know, he's the Green Goblin. Even though he's been reformed to be a good guy here, Spider-Man still doesn't trust him. Mr. Negative is a character I don't really care too much about. I know he's cool in the video game and all that, but still, for a standalone story that feels more like filler, if anything, I thought it was kind of boring. Still a good series. I, I'm still enjoying Spider-Man. There are a lot of rumors right now that Donny Cates might be taking over Spider-Man. So Yeah, is there any salt to that rumor, though, or is like is it not a legit thing? No, it's just... Well, the rumor came, like, a month ago. The main rumor was because uh, since issue one of this current... Uh, writer nick spencer the first issue he said null was his big bad not null sorry uh kindred kindred he was he was kindred's first appearance is actually issue one of this run so then later on we finally do the kindred arc and the kindred arcs is kind of over at this point we don't we're kind of doing filler arcs now mm-hmm. and so there was rumors saying oh since kindred is over we're gonna get a new spider-man writer who's gonna be donny cates some people didn't believe that and then it was announced donny cates is leaving venom so it's like, all right, maybe he is. And Spider-Man seems to be a big character with Dylan Brock in King of Black. So I hope it's the case. I think that'd be really cool, but we don't know yet. Maybe Donny Cates is writing a new series. Maybe he's not. Maybe he's just focusing on Thor. We'll have to wait and see. I have nothing else to say about this issue. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's why like, I figured we could kind of just get out of the way. Like It's it's a nothing burger of an issue. It exists. I'm, I'm not dropping Spider-Man, but this was kind of a boring issue. Agreed. Um, I'll I'll do Rorschach real quick before I jump into Future State. Oh, I dropped Rorschach just for the viewers because I've talked about it in the past. Oh, right, right, Um, right. I dropped Rorschach. It's not that I'm not enjoying it. It's just that I know I'm going to enjoy it as a 12-issue series as opposed to Mm -hmm. issue by issue. So Rorschach's kind of difficult to talk about because you can't really spoil it. Like, not not that I'm trying to spoil it for you. Like, I physically don't think I can because it's very much like a slow burn story. Um, this issue went over a lot of flashbacks to the war that comedian was in with uh, Doctor Manhattan, Vietnam. Where, yep, where he shot the uh, the the pregnant woman in in the bar. Eddie, you have to pay my child support. Uh, uh, I hate you. You love you love Watchmen. Watchmen's cool. <laughs> you, you knew the you knew the lines. There's a lot of flashbacks to that where you see from a soldier's point of view of all this going on, just like a regular guy in the background. Saying like, oh, Comedian was so cool. Like he he was a hero. He was so badass, but now he's dead, kind of thing. It's cool seeing that perspective. And one line really stood out to me. I'm gonna try to find it here. Or not? He he was talking about <laughs> how uh, he he wasn't in the bar when that happened, but he saw a comedian in Doctor Manhattan talking outside of the bar. You could have turned the, you could have turned the glass into bubbles, but you didn't. Mm-hmm. You don't give a damn about humanity, Doc. He said, uh, so to quote this guy who was there at the time, he said, and there he was outside some whorehouse standing with Dr. Manhattan. Hadn't seen him since the boat. Manhattan just saved our asses. And there they were, the two of them, man and Superman. Just don't ask which is which. So I was like, huh, that's a good line. That is a good line. It's a good book. Uh, This is coming out quite often, too. It's going to catch up with Strange Adventures at this point. But yeah, I really enjoyed it. I gave it like a... Like a like a seven eight no no sorry eight or maybe nine eight point five I'll say eight point five out of ten it's good 
Another Marvel comic I forgot to review real quick. Eternals number two. Eternals I'm reading and I'm so confused because I don't know the Eternals that well. Uh, this is kind of my breaking point to getting into them. Eternals has, haven't had a series in a long time, so I think it's confusing for everyone. Every time they introduce a character, there's a little bio of explaining who this character is. For the most part, this was Icarus, who's the main Eternal that people care about fighting Thanos and wondering how the hell is Thanos alive? Is Thanos an Eternal because he's back at the same time that the Eternals are returning? And it goes over uh, kind of like a flashback story that reminded me a lot of God of Thunder, which is a Jason Aaron comic, where Icarus uh, met a man on a beach like a long time ago, and the man said, there's a monster out there, can you save us? And Icarus was like, yes, I'll go save you, stay here. And so the man stayed there, waiting for Icarus. Um, <clears throat> I'll read the scene out loud, actually. Uh, weeks passed, and the monster did not appear. The boy stayed dutiful. Years passed. He found a family, yet could not find the monster. Still, he stayed. Eventually, he was old, and the monster that came that was once was... That? Words. I'm going to reread that. Eventually, he was old, and the monster that came was one which sprouted inside him and grew until the machine of his self would not function. He died on the beach when his son was away fetching him fresh water. His eyes were dim, yet his vigil, continu vigil continued. He never saw the monster, and he never saw his maybe god again. His children took the boy and the man, now grandfather, now dead, to the pyre that had guarded so carefully. And yeah, basically the panels are showing this guy aging, just waiting for Icarus to return. It's interesting how he, he's just like, Icarus is like, I'll be right back, left, and then years past the point where this guy died of age. And when Icarus comes back, he sees his grandson, and his grandson's like, he, he wasted his life waiting for you, how could you? And Icarus doesn't understand because he thinks that his grandson is the actual boy. He didn't realize he was gone this man's whole life because Eternals don't age. But yeah, it, it's a good book. It's deep. It's a little confusing because we don't know the characters yet, but it, so far so good. Uh, I give it like a 7. I feel like I would enjoy it more if I was more of a fan of Eternals. Uh, now, for the Future State books, I'm going to play a Harper line real quick that he asked me to play at Future State. I don't know if he meant while I'm reviewing it before, but I'm going to play it now. I haven't heard this yet. Hello, everyone. It is me, Harper. I know what you're thinking right now. What are we gonna do? Harper's not on a is that the first story. message? That is the first message. I realized that right away. I'm like, oh, I was about to say, wait, why is he even introducing himself? I am gonna read you that. Let's ignore that just happened. Here is Harper. Oh my god, who cares about future state at this point? Like, you know what? I'll admit, I was kind of excited. Like, as it was getting closer, I was like, you know what? This is a cool idea. Who gives a fuck, man? I don't know if you guys have talked about the comics yet. Who knows? Nope. I'm going to spoil shit. Nope. What the fuck was Teen Titans? It was, what, the Titans fighting evil Wally West again and just nothing fucking happens? Who was Red X? I have no idea who Red X was. Did I miss something? Am I an idiot? I don't know! <laughs> uh, to answer your question, Harper, I forgot Teen Titans came out this week. <laughs> yeah, Flash, flat the future Flash, future state Flash tied into Teen Titans. So okay, ba Barry's like dead. I, I saw some panels online. Barry's like dead soul was like watching them. That's weird. Yeah, did Barry die in Future State Flash? Yeah, he he at the end he got like trapped in like the Soul World. Like, oh, like that movie. So oh, that's weird. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. I forgot it came out, so I, I didn't read it. So, But yeah, I, I heard they didn't reveal who Red X was because 
they're trying to keep it like a little bit of a mystery. For yeah, well, he's going to... Yeah, Infinite, I was going to say, Red X is going to be an Infinite Frontier, so I guess we'll find out then, maybe? We'll have to wait and see. I kind of agree with Harper, like, Future State has started off really strong, I think, but now at this point, since we, we're getting these massive future state advertisements and these comic or sorry infinite frontier advertisement in each issue where it's like this is exciting like this looks cool like all, all the batman characters together there's one for superman there's one for wonder woman there's one for justice league it's like this looks so exciting i don't care about this possible future that isn't even canon so it, i kind of just want to get back to the main stories at this point robin eternal was all right like i'm one of the few people i find that didn't really like robin eternal a lot of people seem to like it a lot just because it's very nostalgic to the Detective Comics Rebirth run. Same same artist is on there. But I don't know. I don't really care for it. Tim dies and comes back. There's uh, the girl from We Are Robins in it, which is cool. But I didn't care too much about it. Justice League, which I thought the first issue was the best uh, Future State title. That's now Aquaman instead. I thought this was still good. I thought it was entertaining. I think this league has a lot of potential. But... I doubt we'll even see more stories of this Justice League. I feel like we're going to stay with Bruce Wayne and Clark Kent and Diana Prince. We're not going to get Tim Fox and Jonathan Kent and Yara Floor on a Justice League again. I could see them forming their own team. Maybe not Tim Fox on that team because he's older than them all. But I don't know. I just, I really don't care for for uh, this storyline because it's not going to continue. I still loved it. I thought it was a really good book. It ended with the League kind of all sitting together, having lunch, being like, we need to be friends, we need to trust each other, we shouldn't be just partners, we should know each other. So it ended with Tim Fox revealing who he was to the League, saying, like, okay, I trust you all. Um, and yeah, like, the Flash is from another universe, he's not from the main Earth. So we learned a lot about these characters, but these characters, a lot of them we won't see very much anymore. Tim Fox we're going to see, but we're going to see him on the origin of Batman, not him as an experienced Batman like we are here. The Flash, I don't know when we're seeing this version of the Flash again. Aquawoman, she's a baby in main continuity. Uh, Yara Floor, we're seeing more of. John, we're seeing more of, obviously. And the um, Joe, the new Green Lantern, we're seeing more of in Far Sector and whatnot. I don't know if she's appearing in other things after this, but... It's a good comic. It's just kind of disappointing that we're not going to see it continue. But yeah, what are your thoughts on this issue? <laughs> I haven't read it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Dark Detective is incredible. I highly recommend it. That's still good. I think it's a good story still. And the other one I read, which I don't have on me at the moment, was... Green Lantern. Green Lantern was cool. I thought the Hal Jordan story was really cool because we got that Dexter Soy art, which is convincing me to read Green Lantern for Infinite Frontier, at least the first arc. I think it sounds cool because I don't like Teen Lantern, but they're actually giving her purpose being like John and Simon come and be like, well, who the hell are you? We got to find out where the hell you got that gauntlet. So that's like, okay, finally they're doing something instead of being like, I'm a person that hacked into a power battery and I'm also 14 years old. It's like, finally you're giving this character like actual <coughs> development and purpose for the DC universe instead of just basically Ironheart, but with the Green Lantern. Like, I'm this teenage girl who was able to hack into this extreme technology. So, yeah, I, I'm, I think I'm going to read it, at least for Sark. I miss Green Lantern stories. I haven't read a full Green Lantern story in a long time, ever since Grant Morrison started doing drugs and <laughs> started writing Green Lantern. So, yeah, that, that's the comics of the week. Um, I'll play another Harper cameo here before we get on to our next conversation. So, Harper Returns. 
Hello, everyone. It's me, Mark Ruffalo here. Um, I just wanted you to know something that I've been holding on to for a while, and I, I feel quite bad about it, but I'm just, I'm just gonna fucking say it. I'm Hunter's dad. I'm his real daddy. His daddy that you saw in Timmy's talk, that wasn't his real daddy. I'm his fucking daddy. You're wondering, probably, hey, Mark, why did you fucking leave the poor kid? I was too busy in the scripting stages for dark waters to think about children. <laughs> I didn't think you'd actually reveal that. Hunter, I mean, Hunter, Harper seems to love dark waters because he always brings that one up. <laughs> for Mark Ruffalo? Um, it's so true. Are you now going by Hunter Ruffalo? Well, we didn't want to do that because like, Mark didn't want the world to know that he had a kid, right? So I was born in 1998. At the time, I didn't actually really. Apparently, I have like baby photos of me and Mark Ruffalo, but I didn't actually, <laughs> I didn't actually uh, know him as a kid. Like growing, up, like obviously, you don't remember when you're a baby. Most that's most people, I imagine. So the first time I officially like met Mark Ruffalo, I was like 11. I didn't like him. You know, he was just like the guy that left my mom. So I, we went to a Denny's. Just me and him, and it was awkward as hell. That's like that's like a core memory right there. Like, have you seen Inside Out? You know when uh, you get, like, that's a core like memory, a gold memory. Yeah. yeah. Of it, it's a bad memory though. Like I I didn't really enjoy that Denny's conversation, and he was just like the whole time people were just taking pictures of a scene, not even asking to take a picture, and I'm like, Mark, can can we just like go somewhere else? Like I have you come to my you, place. You call you Mark, want. not Dad. I'm not really ready to call him that, to be honest. It's wow. weird, you know? Like, when when you grow up with someone that you know was your father, but you never see him. You never had those childhood memories of dad. He may have been your father, but he wasn't your daddy. Exactly! He's Ego the Living Planet, except, you know... And Mark Ruffalo has a big ego, uh, especially the Ruffalo that appears on our show. Exactly. So when I heard that he took Edward Norton's job as the Hulk, a lot of people were like, oh, he can kind of work, but I'm I'm still against it. Even though I understand that Mark Ruffalo is a good Hulk, People don't understand that the man playing Mark Ruffalo left his kid. The monster within. He is... left his kid in Alberta, Canada in the cold. So I'm going to go find him. I moved to Australia as a kid, for those who don't know. And I didn't I didn't find him. Like, I even, my mom tried to contact him. Like, hey, we're in Australia. He didn't reply, but, like, he read the message. Or at one point, I think he emailed back being like, oh, cool, I'm filming a movie. It's like, I'm filming Dark Waters. So it's like... <laughs> You know, for a long time, he didn't want to reveal that he had a son, which is me. So it's good to see that he's finally opening up. But I wish he would have asked me about that because I don't know if I'm ready for that. I'm going to be like Matt Murdock when his identity was revealed and have a bunch of people outside my house taking pictures. But I'm going to be like, I don't know. I don't know who Hunter, Mur Hunter Ruffalo is. I'm, I'm already taking a picture of uh, Hunter Ruffalo. <laughs> so I, I don't. Some people enjoy the fame. You know, Mark Ruffalo clearly does. Clearly. I'm not one of those people who think... I do. You know, we, we got this podcast. We got a couple hundred people listening. But th that that's low-key compared to Mark Ruffalo in Avengers Endgame and all that. You know, making jokes and stuff. You know, scene no, in no, one, no wonder you got very defensive when I talked about him leaking Thor Ragnarok. I, I understand now. Yeah, well, you know, usually when Mark conversations come up, I don't want to be like, oh, yeah, he deserves prison or anything like that. Because he hasn't done anything <laughs> illegal technically. He he's an asshole, but like, he's still a good person. Granted, there are people out there who have way worse situations with family. 
I get that. And I know I guess I'm privileged to the point where Mark Ruffalo just left me as a kid. He didn't he didn't hurt me. He didn't he didn't do drugs. He did he's not in prison or anything for murdering people. But in the end he left his he left his boy in Canada in the cold and went on to shoot movies and like imagine a situation where your dad's a celebrity, but you're also like he's you're walking the red carpet with him. You get to be with the cast of the Avengers. I haven't met Chris. I haven't met Chris Evans, and he's friends with Chris Evans. Like, come on. It's fucked up, dude. It's fucked up. Yeah. So I wasn't expecting that. Anyways, uh, what what are we doing? That's that's. I was drawn out so. I already know Harper's going to have a whole tie day with that. Uh, anyway, um, collecting comics is a cool thing that happens on this between us. Um, <laughs> well, we are a comic book podcast. Um, what, what, is, what is on the radar for you, uh, collecting-wise? Yeah, so what's, I guess JD and I, we, we kind of end up buying comics. Obviously, we buy like single issues every single week, but... Uh, we also hunt for key issues, first appearances of characters, big moments for characters. Like I got uh I got some big moments in front of me right here. That I could probably show off for those on YouTube. Probably sound a little echoey right now. So like stuff like like look, it's the first appearance of She Hulk. So stuff like that. Whoa. Yeah, showing it off. Which is in She Hulk number one. Big but you flex. can also have characters that appear in like not number ones or not even their own title. Thor got a thunder issue too. First appearance of Gore the God Butcher. Who was appearing in the MCU soon. But I also got like moments. So Daredevil, the man without fear, number 181 is the death of Elektra. So something Whoa. like that. Yeah, look at me show off. I see you're reaching over for things, so maybe you I, I am. I'm, I'm trying so hard not to knock over the whole box. Batman Dam, first printing, the first appearance of something very, very Bat Wang. Bat, yeah. <laughs> Batman's dick, and we're not talking about Grayson. Yeah. I, I got that on here. Oh, there's the page. Kind of flipped to it there. I forgot that happened. But yeah, I got the first printing, which could... A 9.8 of this could go for quite a bit of money. Because you see that on there. I can't even show the camera. Because, uh... <laughs> Anyways, uh... Yeah, and you... And I have... Yeah, let's see yours. Bam! Green Lantern when Hal Jordan goes crazy. First appearance of Kyle Rayner at a bar. At a bar. And then this iconic cover where Hal goes really crazy, which I could really see in a slab one day. That'd be cool. Wink, wink. Uh, <laughs> and then this one where where Kyle becomes Green Lantern. And then this one where Kyle gets Super his real. own suit iconic i could see all four of those in a slab <laughs> yeah so so slabs were we're, we're gonna we're, we're, we're gonna be making a video uh yeah the reason why jay was saying wink wink is because it's like teaser for a video that we're making we're, hunter and i are gonna be making a video uh we're both gonna be doing submissions to cgc uh we have the books prepped and we're gonna show them off to the camera before we send them off to cgc which will be super fun yeah exactly so uh, CGC is the comic grading company. For those who don't know, where they take your comics, they put a little. It's actually certified certified grading company. A lot of oh my bad, my bad. Company. But yeah, it's basically the comic grading company. They make beautiful slabs, which uh, it basically encapsulates your issue in a plastic slab, and they give a grade to it. Uh, the nine point eight is considered like the best. 
Mm -hmm. uh, you would think, why not 9.9 or why not 10.0? They're nearly impossible. 9.8 means that it's perfect outside of any manufacturer defect. So, you know, sometimes you'll notice when you buy a new comic off the shelf, it has like a little bit of a corner like ripped off. And that's just the way the comic was cut. So, uh, yeah, that's um, a 9.8 is the goal of every collector. And uh, CGC does cool stuff like they uh, list like I don't know how clear that is, but uh, like what 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 makes the issue iconic? So like this one says Wally West becomes the Flash and death of the original Dove. I clearly bought it for the death of the original dog. Obviously. Yeah. Uh, but but it's it's a really cool way to encapsulate your comic. You can see the back is it shows you the back of the comic too. And uh, yeah, I only own one right now. I have three books at CGC headquarters right now awaiting a signing from Jeff Johns. And then I'm going to be sending in, I think, all said and done, it's going to be nine of my personal books. And I'm going to be sending out a few books for friends. So um yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be really fun for that submission yeah uh stuff that we're hunting right now i've been looking for the past month for eternals number one and i'm not really looking. You, for i know it. i know you've been haunting what, what has it been all ebay has it been ebay mycomicshop.com facebook marketplace which is those want to look into getting some rare finds facebook marketplace has been golden that's how i got that she hulk number one and it's, it's funny how it turned golden for you because i felt like when you first started on facebook marketplace like there was nothing in your area nothing at all but then i ended up finding shield number one i got all of ultimate spider-man and trades for like a hundred bucks which is such a good deal because some of those are out of print completely so if i were to buy that on amazon it'd be over a thousand likely for canada but a hundred dollars for all the all the trades deal so I, i've gotten pretty lucky on there you have two right like, oh, um, Facebook Marketplace? Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, I met up with a guy from Facebook Marketplace, which looking back at it now, probably I shouldn't have gone, but I did. Um, he wanted me to meet like two towns over. He said he had like a, a place. And I thought I was going to his house. I didn't realize it was a shop. It ended up being a comic shop. But uh, he's like, oh, yeah, meet me at this address. So I was like, all right. I pull up and he, and he just like he's standing outside the door. He's like, oh, yeah, come inside. Uh, I'll show you the comics in here. And I just walked right in. <laughs> like I didn't think like. I could be murdered in here. And yeah. I didn't even tell anyone that I was going, like my roommates or my parents or anything. <laughs> so it was, it was, but he was cool. He owned a comic book, comic book shop of all back issues. There was no new issues. So oh, it was there's basically, a, just, like, it was basically just like a room that he rents out and it was all back issues from like hunts that he's done. So he buys people's collections and then puts books up, you know, so you get things for like a dollar a piece. And that's how I was able to get a bunch of stuff. So I, I looked through, I mean, every book that he had, he must have had, you know, 2000 books. I was there for hours mm -hmm. and the whole time I was chatting with him because he was a really cool guy and, you know, obviously yeah. he liked comics. Uh, but yeah, I was able to get some really cool issues like static number one and uh, Superboy number zero first appearance of King shark. And uh, which I think is going to take off with suicide squad movie in the game. Um, and in the game and uh i got a, b a bunch of books first appearance of jessica cruz nice, uh, nice. first appearance of duke thomas nice. wildcat number one which is first grifter so uh yeah that, that was my luckiest facebook marketplace interaction it's also my only facebook marketplace interaction oh uh, okay. I've, I've been on facebook marketplace since then uh, a little bit of research but i uh, haven't gotten lucky on anything there was one person who had the amazing spider-man number uh oh, geez what number was it it was it was from the if this be my destiny arc 
Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. I remember yeah. I sent that to you a while back. Yeah, I remember the and, issue. And it, it was pretty beat up, and it had, like, an ink stain on the front, but it's also the first appearance of, I believe, Gwen Stacy and Harry Osborne. And they had a list of for 200, but they were willing, you know, to make an offer. But the more I thought about it, I'm like, eh, I don't know. It's pretty beat up. But that was actually someone who was in my hometown, which is pretty cool. So the issues are out there. But yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think some people, you know, some people have asked me before, like about collecting comics. Like, how do you, you know, get get to the issues? And it's a lot of online research. It's eBay. It's Facebook Marketplace. It's, you know, mycomicshop.com. Look up the value, too. But, well, yeah. Um, comics.go.collect is a great site it'll tell you the value like every ebay selling of an issue and what grade which is super cool yeah um but i i think word of mouth is the best way that you can get it out there you you want everyone to know that you like comics you need your uncle's old roommate's landlord to know that you like uh <laughs> that, that that you like comics because they, there's a lot of people that have old comic collections that just sit there and they don't want it. They want to get rid of it. They want to try to get some money for it. And that's when you can end up scoring big. Um, mm -hmm. I I think that you, Hunter, one of like your dad's friends uh, had gotten you some comics, right? Uh, unfortunately, that didn't work out. He he had a, uh, nine long boxes. Oh. And so my dad sent me pictures of it. And I was like, yeah, tell him I'm interested. Like, I will go there. I'll look through them all good chance i'll be buying them because none of this was modern books this was like books from like the 70s and 80s oh, so shit. i'm like guarantee i will buy some unfortunately the guy changed his mind he's like no this is my childhood this is my oh, i don't want to sell anymore so cool. i didn't get a chance to look at it so there could be some gems in there that i, uh, get a I mean at. 70s marvel i mean first appearance of punisher <laughs> um probably some iconic daredevil issues yeah no i, I wouldn't be surprised yeah, so unfortunately, some iconic X Men to. issues. I mean, I gotta go ask again though, because that was like almost a year ago that we were talking about that. So I might, I might hit him up again and be like, "Hey, you still oh, interested?" Imagine, imagine Hulk one eighty one in the mix. Oh my Ooh, god! First Wolverine. <laughs> yeah, that's in that's in that era though. That that's yeah, something that's, that that's that one of my dream books right there. That would be amazing! Wow, yeah. Alpha Flight one. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I but, need but, Canadian teams. But but you know that that's like the thing about like just getting it out there. Like you know if your parents have your parents have friends, you know they grew up in with comics. They probably have comics from back in the day that are like super cool. And some people hit you up like like I've I've had people hit me up before with like oh I have a super old comic collection you should look at it. And then I get there and it's like all like books from like 1995 to like 1999. I'm like. I don't know if I'd call them super old. Like, <laughs> you know, I'm excited that I was going to see some like Silver Age stuff. But, but you know, um, you know, it's always good to take a look at them, and you never know what you'll find. Um, something that I've talked about that Hunter, I feel like, hasn't gotten as much experience with is like yard sales, garage sales, tag sales type of thing. Um, I, where I live in the summer, it's there's you know one every weekend uh, in the town, so. Um, that, that's a great area to go get them. Uh, I, that's where I got my uh, Tales of Teen Titans number 44, first Nightwing. Um, Ultimate Spider-Man number one. Um, I got uh, Death of the Flash, Crisis 8. So, I, you know, I've, I've gotten some good books, Spider-Man 2099 number one. So, like, yard sales, occasionally you find them. And what I do is I usually pull up to the yard sale. I'll ask the guy who's running it, like, hey, you have any comics? They say no. I turn around and I go. You know, that, that's yeah. it. So, you know, you get lucky. I, I've felt like about like 
30 percent of the ones that i go to have had comics and you know you get lucky sometimes so uh always worth the shot of you know looking you never know what you're gonna find because these books are out there you know they're they're, they're not on every corner but you know they're the books are out there and you know one of these days you'll run into like a uh early fantastic four issue or you know you'll run yeah. into like, like I was saying before, any Fantastic Four issue under the first 100 issues is going to be worth something. Just yeah, so Jack Kirby's art alone is just makes the budget go up. I, I would also think that flea markets would be a good source of comics. I remember I went to a flea market when I was visiting a family in Ohio. And this was kind of before I was into comics. But I remember seeing like comic book displays there, like, you know, box, long box, long boxes. So, oh, interesting. Um, if if that's something that they have in your area, I'm sure there's plenty of vendors who sell comics. Uh, again, more of a when it's good weather out, not when it's snowy. But uh, but yeah, so you know, just keep your eye out for those kind of things, and uh, you never know what you're gonna find. Uh, I remember I had um, one time I had to drive to my boss's house for something, and when I was on the way to my boss's house, there was a sign that said uh, "Comics for Sale." And I pulled up the guy's driveway. I was like, all right, yeah, sure. Yeah. And he was having like a whole a whole like comic book sale. He had like maybe like 10 long boxes in front of his house. And he was just selling things. No, I didn't really find anything there. It was a lot of 90s crap. But, you know, you never know what you're going to find. You know, every era kind of has its gems. I mean, if someone says they have all 90s books, there's a chance that you're going to find the first appearance of Deadpool in there, right? And it's books that, you know, even if, it's not, even if it's not your dream book, it's someone else's dream book that you can help a make their dream come true and b help fund your dream book yeah that's the way i view a view a lot of these things you know all, all the books that i plan to get slabbed not everyone's going to be a personal collection book not everyone's going to be my dream book but i know there's someone out there who would love to have it i know there's someone who it's their dream issue and it'll help me achieve what i want my wall to look like and what you know my dream issues are so you know it's about just finding those issues and like i said better out there you just got to find them so but- yeah, and like not every book needs to be worth a lot of money. I'm sending in the first time Sam Wilson puts on the Captain America suit. That's not worth much. It's worth $25. But I just want that in a slab because it'll look nice on the wall next to Captain America's shield, which I have above me here. So th- that's what I want to do. But at the same time, we still have our dream books that are worth a lot. I have the first appearance of my favorite supervillain ever, Black Manta, right there. It's in a 4.5. I hope to boost it up eventually, maybe sell it and get, a, get up to like an 8. The moment I can't afford that, so I just like having this issue alone. Even then, like the I have a three point five, the Amazing Spider-Man, sixteen, uh, probably. Why don't I not see the? Oh yeah, sixteen right there. I don't know why I forgot that. It's Amazing Spider-Man number sixteen. That's a three point five. That is not worth too much. Well, actually, it's worth like four hundred dollars. It's still and that, that one's going up with the Daredevil news and Spider-Man exactly, three. Exactly, but it's a very low grade. But I don't care because this is one of the only books that I've actually found in the wild. I had a friend whose uncle had some comics that he was gonna straight up throw out. My friend's like, "Oh, hold on, breaks my heart." <laughs> I know because he needed to get rid of it and it was just papered to him. And he's like, "Oh, hold on, my my friend Hunter likes comics. Let him have it." So I got it for free and I looked through a lot of like just basic stuff with nothing in it but amazing spider-man 16 was in there which is the first time that daredevil has interacted with any other hero before besides himself so it's an it's the first daredevil crossover it's one of the few issues with daredevil in the yellow suit you see a classic comic with daredevil in that yellow suit boosts up because daredevil only wore that suit for four issues in his main run uh if you see like a cover with the yellow suit it was more of a modern cover that's just a flashback thing some of the bendis issues have daredevil in the yellow suit some of the brubaker ones as well but classic like Ditko style yellow suit that's gonna go way up there in price because daredevil only worn that for a couple months 
So, yeah. Uh, what are you looking for right now? Uh, so I've been thinking about getting that first spot as a spec book. <clears throat> yeah, I might um, too. It's just it's just a spec, though. You know, it's not anything that's like that serious. You know, it's not something that I really see myself holding on to. It would just be mm-hmm. for the flipping purpose. But uh, I'm thinking about getting Convergence Superman number two, which is first appearance, birth of John Kent. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. It's not the most difficult book to get, but it's hard to find it. I, I find, you know, when you get a raw book, it's hoping that it's going to be a 9.8 can be a little tough. So I, I was watching a bid for it. It was already CGC'd. It was a 9.6 and it was $50. Oh. So I was going to, my plan was to snipe bid, which is, I hate snipe bidders, but I was going to become the thing I hate, um, which is basically you bid at the very last second to get the high bid. Now I was at work when it was happening and there was 10 minutes left. So I'm like, I was watching and I was like, all right, no problem. And then I got called on the intercom and I had to go somewhere and I was trying to keep in, my, in like my head, like the timing. <laughs> and I, I, I pull out my phone and it was the sale just ended $50. No one else bid against this guy. And I'm like, God damn it. I could have beat him. I could have gotten it in a slap pre-slapped, but you know, I, I believe when you miss out on a comic, sometimes you know it happens for a reason. You know, you're you're gonna get the better deal somewhere else. Oh, so, uh, I'm I'm holding on in that one. You know, I'm not too worried. It's a modern book, so it's not the hardest to find. Yeah, um, yeah. I've also been watching uh, the Flash 110. Uh, the book really seems to have just jumped in value, uh, which is weird because it's not like Wally West has really been in anything. You love uh, the Manhattan Powers. Yeah, but like nothing to really make the book jump like that. Um, you were able to get like a 4.0 for like 500 bucks. Now that's gone up to like 600 bucks, 700 bucks. You got to hurry up. So, I know. I, I, I got to get myself a copy, but uh, it's uh, it's my dream issue. It's, it's one of two that I have left on my 2021 list to still get. So like right now you can get uh, like a 4.0 is 800 bucks on eBay, which is crazy. I just saw one. Ooh you know two weeks ago for 500 bucks so it's a 300 dollar increase um here's a 3.5 for 600 dollars like it's 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 becoming a tough book so uh yeah (laughs) Yeah. i i'm eventually gonna have to pull the trigger on that one but uh and then i'm also watching um kind of random issues here and there that i that i happen to like like that i could see myself getting one day so like uh Green Lantern number 13 uh, from the 60s. It's the first crossover between Flash and Green Lantern, Barry and Hal. Um, it's a cool cover with like the Flash with like a giant head and the Green Lantern like shooting the ring at him. Um, it would be a cool one to get and I could probably get it for a decent price. Um, I've been thinking about getting uh, the Brave and the Bold books, two of them, Brave and the Bold 54 and Brave and the Bold 60, which is first appearance of the Teen Titans and second appearance of the Teen Titans, first appearance of Donna Troy. I think that would be a cool book to have. Uh, I think, I mean, the possibility that Donna could end up being in a Wonder Woman movie obviously makes that book, you know, valuable. But uh, more on a personal note, I'm a big Donna fan, big Teen Titans fan, and, you know, that original crew. So I think having their first and second appearance in a slab would be super cool. Yeah, for sure. I'm looking for. I think that book's still undervalued. The first on a try, I think. Yeah, I believe it is because she's value that it that been it's in anything besides Titans. So I, I would yeah. definitely jump on it. Uh, I'm looking for Eternals number one. I'm trying to get before the trailer comes out. I've been looking for the past month. I'm trying to find the best deal. The pricing goes up every day though. I gotta pull the trigger eventually. I found a guy on Facebook Marketplace in my city selling it. I messaged him and he didn't even reply. 
Oh, uh, like, raw or slab? Slab. Uh, 9.2. How much? Uh, 240. 240? I messaged him for, uh, I'm like, hey, are you willing to barter? And he read it and didn't reply. And then, I, and then I replied again. I'm like, hey, I'm interested. Read it, no reply. I'm like, I Oof. should have started with I'm interested, but okay. <laughs> uh, I check eBay a lot. My comic shop as well. My comic shop.com is brilliant. It's a great place for finding comics, especially if you don't just want them raw because they sell them pretty cheaply. And you usually get it within the month too after ordering. Um, besides that, I'm just keeping my out for any book that, keep, that interests me. Spot number one, I'll likely buy. <laughs> those spider-verse rumors yeah the, the spectacular just because it's so cheap right now and it'll jump eventually it's not, it's not a bad investment yeah eternals number one is a tough one to get i think in a in a high grade for a decent price because i think you know everyone knows the movie's coming out yeah but i like, know when the trailer comes out it's gonna jump up it's again. gonna take another jump yeah that's why i'm, I'm nervous for this trailer because it could drop anytime <laughs> yeah like e- even right here you got a 7.0 for 179 dollars and then but then right next to it, I have an 8.0 for $150. Like, that's yeah, an odd, an odd price jump. Yeah, that's, that's that's interesting. I'm looking for Captain Marvel number 14, which is the first appearance of Kamala Khan. That's uh, a tough book. That, that's, that's one that really, really took tough. off. It took off so suddenly, too, because when the Avengers game came out, we got, like, it jumped up a little bit, but it was still kind of affordable. But I was like, oh, wait. And then uh, it was now she was getting a show. Still didn't jump that much. So I was like, okay, yeah, maybe I'll get it. As soon as we saw that first teaser, that like five second teaser during the Disney press conference thing, jumped up like crazy because people are actually seeing this is actually happening. So it's like, oh my god! So that that's what I want, and I, I hope to get within the next few months, but my expectations are very low. Even uh, the raw book is hard to get. I mean, it's it's like even for a raw book, you're looking at two hundred bucks, which is insane because then you yeah. still have to get it slabbed. For sure. One of my most wanted books that I've been wanting for a long, long time now is The Avengers number 57, which is the first appearance of Vision. Vision. My uncle owns two copies. Oh my uh... God, I will buy it off your (laughs) uncle if it's a fair price. (laughs) Yeah, I I got to see both of them when I went through his comic collection. Wow. And when I grabbed the first one, like my jaw dropped and then behind it was another one. I was like, oh my God. It's not even that the vision is a big kid. Like he's obviously way bigger than he's. It's ever an iconic been cover. Behold the vision. Yeah, it's the cover alone. It's so cool. Look up Avengers fifty seven cover. It is classic. It has so vision classic. giant, and he's putting his hand out, and there's smoke all over the place. He's he's red too. He's only red. You don't see any green on that. It's so cool. When I did my internship at Marvel, there was a big poster of that in the office, and I saw that every day. I'm like, that's such a cool poster. There's even another one of uh, one of the early issues where it's Vision crying. It says, even an android can cry. And I'm like, man, classic Vision's cool. And now, ever since WandaVision's coming out every week, every single week it jumps up. And I'm like, oh, no. They're going to recreate that scene on the show. And oh, gonna... if, they, if they recreate it, it's over. Then it, the value If they recreate it, it's going to be in WandaVision out of anything. It has to be one division. That's the only thing they recreate this in. Because I feel like they could just have him like smoke everywhere, just put his hand out, and maybe someone. Well, they probably want to have someone say, "Behold the vision." But I want that cover so badly. Yeah, but, I mean, even for a low grade copy, I mean, you're still looking at you know like how much a four point oh. You're looking at two hundred fifty bucks. That's tough. Too bad. But but in in my in my opinion. 
you know, the grade is what you make of it. So like a 4.0 is That's fine. If the, if the cover looks good, I'm fine with a 4.0, you know, because what's going to be on display? My Black Manta is a 4.5. It still looks great. Yeah. Like if it has a pretty cover, then I'm fine with that. You know, if the problem's on the back, like my Flash 197, it's not a 9.8. It's got a stain on the back, but the cover is it's flawless. <laughs> so yeah, it's the back. I don't care. Yeah. So, so you know, it's it's still gonna look great on display with that Jeff signature. So you know. Oh man. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, that's kind of what we're looking for in comics. Should be. Yeah, I mean, you know, we we post on the Comic Hunters account our five of 2021 that we wanted to get. I already got three out of my five, which has been cool. I did them all in January, like right away. <laughs> I got one. I got I got a Thunder number two. Which is, yeah, that's a a legendary book. Yeah, I can't wait for that one. Um, Yeah, yeah, I mean, I I got three out of five. I I still got to get the two hard ones, Flash 110 and Daredevil 168, First Electra. Oh, good luck. I was looking for that this morning, First Electra, because Frank Miller's doing a CGC signing. I'm like, man, that'd be so cool. I'm sending Death of Electra instead, because I remember I I texted you. I'm like, oh, they're not bad. There's some for under 100 that was a bid for like one week until the bid's over. So I'm like, Oh, that's why it's under a hundred. Cause it's going to go up to five hundred by the end of the bid. Yeah. Yeah. When you said it's not that bad, I'm like, you must be looking at the wrong book. There's no yeah. way that book's not <laughs> no. bad. No, it is pretty bad. Like a raw this copy. Is, going this like is not good. Yeah. It's <laughs> uh, it's, it's, it's an expensive one, but uh, for sure. yeah. So clearly, you know, comic book hunting, a lot of fun. Um, Feel free to message me about it if you're if you're into that kind of stuff. I love to see deals and seals people get, and mm-hmm. uh, I, you know if you got other resources, message. I, I I'm always looking around. You know, I discovered Facebook Marketplace after someone messaged me about it. So uh, you know, I pass on the knowledge. You know, let us all share it. Yeah. <laughs> so. And should we end it there? I have one last message from Harper. Yeah, that pretty much ends the episode. So play the Harper message. All right. Last, well, he's still wanting to play this at the end. That, the, oh my volume's down that's super cool you you wanna um oh, i was gonna say start the outro but never mind i fixed it hello everyone i um i regret to inform you that harper aka comic rebirth aka owner and host of this podcast has sadly passed away um he's passed away from having to read too many fucking future state books and because jd completely screwed over oh in his schedule making it so that harper died because he didn't get his um his weekly shot of of a hero story which is it's quite a shame because i know people depend on this podcast and i know obviously many believed that harper you know was clearly the best part i mean of the you know at this point well over a thousand people that listen per week um i would say at least a thousand of them would say that you know harper is the is the best part of the show and i mean i mean i barely knew the guy but i, I would agree especially considering the um I don't know, just the lack of chemistry and interest of the original hosts. Um, yeah, so rest in peace. Wow. <laughs> a little offended. Well, uh, that's quite a end to the episode. Uh, uh, of, uh, one more thing before Allen we end. We had a review recently that I forgot about. Remember? We had a oh, review? yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Some, someone reviewed the podcast on, on uh, Apple Podcasts, which I ask you to do at the end of every episode, and someone actually did it. Shocking. <laughs> um, <laughs> We get maybe like a thousand people listen every week, but not many reviews. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't really expect a lot of people to review. I listen to some podcasts, and I don't think I've ever reviewed one. But that hey, if you want to, that's cool. If you want to um, review the show next week, we will read your review out loud. Harper will read it and everything, assuming he can come on next week. 
and we'll we'll review and if you have questions for the podcast that you want us to answer on the show do it through uh apple Podcasts. look up at your story say you want to write a review give us how many stars you feel we're worth and ask away we'll answer yeah uh, this guy said uh hey guys i'm a huge fan of the podcast you guys always have a great criticism of the current stage of comics and your insight is always a ton of fun to listen to i was wondering are you okay with characters acting out of character for the sake of the story who who's this from uh c fagan c fagan Uh, no clue Okay. Uh, well, I mean, I have people that I'm, I'm saying like I have people that DM me sometimes. Like you could you connect their Instagram name to like their review name. But oh, I see. Doesn't, I see. doesn't ring doesn't ring a bell with me. But okay. Uh, well, thank you. See, we'll just call him C. See, um, I think that it depends on the story, but I think that a character can act out of character for the sake of the story because that's kind of how comics are kind of made. You know, uh, I, I think it can make you know, an, an interesting plot point when someone acts out of character and it depends on like how they're acting out of character, you know, but if it's something that like, if, you know, you're letting the story shape around that, I think it can work, you know? I would say it, it works depending on the situation of the story. So like when Wally West sat on the Mobius chair and got the Manhattan powers, he got a lot more serious. He got a lot more kind of toned down. That worked. It was out of character, but it worked uh it elseworlds elseworld stories i feel like the whole point of those are to make characters kind of different like injustice superman is not the regular superman that we all know and love but it works for the story that being said if the if wonder woman became extremely comedic that'd be a little odd if it had nothing to do with the storyline but i don't know you, you gotta give a reason wally west became serious because he got the manhattan powers on the chair uh, Superman became very evil because of the whole situation with Lois Lane and injustice. But if Batman punches Tim Drake in the face because he's depressed, I don't know. That seems a little overkill. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's the cop out answer, but it's like it really depends. Uh, you know, there are some good examples of it. I think there's some bad examples of it. Uh, mm-hmm. But you know, I think a good writer is able to take a moment like that and you know shape a story around it and make that a turning point in the arc or a turning point in the run so yeah 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 <laughs> thanks so, for the review <laughs> thank you see thank you for the review and uh yeah that does it for the podcast so i uh, hope you enjoyed a little less chaotic this week i know but uh don't worry if you love the chaos harper will be back next week it's it's you know it's a marvel credits before uh, harper will return in infinity war um <laughs> So, uh, yeah, anyway, uh, like we said, leave a review on iTunes, uh, like and subscribe on YouTube. So Hunter's hard work does not go uh, un- unrewarded. Thank you. Um, <laughs> uh, also, leave a comment on YouTube. We love the YouTube comments. I, I, I really get a kick out of them. Um, Thank you for complimenting my shirt on Timmy's Talk, which is out now if you haven't listened to it on YouTube.com. Yeah, way, way too many people complimented his shirt. Mistake. But, you know, other than that, <laughs> we love the comments. Uh, other than that, we love the comments. Uh, <laughs> and, yeah, um, that's it for Hero Story. For Hero Story, I'm JD. I'm Hunter, and thanks for being a hero. And remember, every second is a gift. Goodbye. What?